Welcome to episode 227, How to Plan a Trip to Japan in a Post-COVID-19 World. Welcome to TDR Now, the TDR Now podcast, or the first English-speaking podcast focusing on the Disney parks in Asia, including Tokyo Disney Resort, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Shanghai Disneyland, and we are coming to you directly from Japan. You can find us at various places, including the home base, tdrexplorer.com, on Twitter, on Instagram, on TikTok, on Facebook, on YouTube, all under TDR Explorer. And I'm one of your hosts, Trish. I take photos and you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram under Dream Sweets Love. And with me, as always, is Chris. Yay! Hi. Hello. I'm sitting I'm sitting here waving like you guys can see I was me. waving too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Chris, the other host, and I'm usually eating. That's usually what I'm doing. What have you been eating lately? Uh, oh. Well, okay. I, I, I didn't do a video or anything on this, but I went to, I was at Disneyland the day before my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. I'm 21 years old. Um, <laughs> well, now I'm at that age where I, I'm going to start lying about how old I am. <laughs> um, but I went to, where did I go? Queen of Hearts Banquet Hall. Because okay. I wanted the souvenir tray. Oh, yeah, that it's you cute. Get, yeah, that you get with the meal. Uh, obviously, it's an extra charge, like 1200 yen or whatever. Right. And I haven't been to the Queen of Hearts Banquet Hall since they kind of revamped the menu. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. Yeah, I know. I was looking at it. I'm like, mm. <laughs> I was, nope, I'm not yeah. a fan. The hamburg steak, the hamburg itself is still pretty much the same. Yeah. It's a Salisbury steak with a heart-shaped piece of cheese a on cheese it. cheese on it, yeah. Whatever. Like, it's it's fine. They got rid of the fried seafood, right? I think that was, like, pretty popular. I think that's off the menu now, yeah. It's gone, yeah. They got rid of a bunch of stuff, and I'm like, why did they make these choices? They did this weird baked potato thing, and I don't like it. It's this weird, like, baked potato thing, but it's not a baked potato. It's, like, this bread, like, bread, almost like a small bread bowl that's supposed to look like mm -hmm. a baked potato, but it's bread. Yeah, And they I put don't... the mashed potato in there with a bunch of the vegetables and stuff, and it just, it didn't work for me. Yeah. Which I was very disappointed because that restaurant is usually very good. However, I've talked to other friends because I, I was by myself. Yeah. So I wasn't going to order a bunch of different food to try. Uh-huh. And other friends have said... The roast chicken is really good. I mean, they've always, yeah, they've always had the roast chicken. So I can't imagine them changing it. I mean, chicken is hard to mess up too. The, so. one, the one we would always get was the sliced, is it roast beef? Sliced beef? No. Is that gone now? Oh, it, 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 a flank steak. It's a flank, flank steak. steak. That's okay, still yeah. there. Yeah, that's, that's still, still there. there. That was always really good. Did they get rid of, oh, you know, I don't even know. Did they, did they get rid of the shark? They had shark before. What do you mean Shark. There was sh there was a shark steak. What? Yeah, for the longest time there was shark. What I do think you mean? it's gone now. What do you mean shark? Like shark, like, like shark meat. Like jaws. <laughs> well, you know at USJ they have shark nuggets, right? I don't think they had that at Disneyland. No, I'm pretty sure there was shark, like a shark steak. I think it's gone now, though. I'm fairly I'm what? fairly certain. It was like a shark thing. There's a flank steak. There's a cheese hamburger. Yeah, that I remember. And then salmon open face sandwich. I remember sandwich. that. Oh, wait, no. There was no sandwich before. Oh, this is a new the, menu. This is a new menu. Yeah. yeah. I'm reading the, the new menu. I do the, not remember there being shark. There was shark. 
there was definitely a shark. It's not that it's it's gone now. It's not there anymore. I don't see it on the menu. But yeah, I'm fairly certain there was shark. I'm fairly certain. Like what was the presentation for it? I think it just looked like a steak. Are you misreading it or something? No, they had a steak. They had like a steak. No, 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 no. It was from, it was, this was a long time ago. I'm talking like 2015. No, I've been going since Alice used to do greetings in the restaurant, like back early Disney Sea days. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there was shark on the menu because there is shark at USJ. I know that for sure. The shark nuggets. Okay, I can see that. Ma- <laughs> Which maybe. is very macabre, yeah. but sure. Okay, no, I got to check this because this is going to drive me crazy. Okay. Weird tangent. Yeah, what? You know what? I'm going to check after you this too. Check, I cause... might be wrong. Okay, next episode, we'll come back and we'll we'll circle back on that and see what we okay, find. Okay, okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I am pretty sure it was on that because I don't think I would make that up. That's wild. I don't remember that at all. Anyway, whatever. I did that. Uh, I got the tray. Great. <laughs> <laughs> And I went to the Tomorrowland Terrace because I wanted the Mickey Ice Bar souvenir plate. Mm-hmm. It looks exactly like the Mickey Mo- the, the Mickey Ice Bar. It's a ceramic plate, mm-hmm. you know, Mickey shaped, and then it comes with a spoon as well. And the spoon it looks like the stick that goes into the ice cream bar. It's very clever. It's a very That's clever cool. design. I re- I really wanted it, so I went and I got that too. And I to to get it, you had to buy a dessert, which kind of drove me nuts. Because I thought, well, can I just get a, I asked her, I said, could I just buy it with my meal, not a dessert? Yeah. And I said, no, you have to get it with a dessert. I'm like, Ugh. Ugh. I don't like all the rules for that. Yeah. The cheesecake brown is kind of whatever. And then the other thing was the LeFou's churro, which is very odd that they're selling it in Tomorrowland Terrace, uh-huh, uh-huh. which is the apple caramel. So I ended up getting that. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I ended up doing that. Yeah. But anyway, we're talking about how to plan a trip in a post-COVID-19 world. Things are ramping up in different countries around the world with vaccinations and stuff. So hopefully we'll see tourism open back up sooner than later. Obviously, we don't know when that's going to happen. But obviously, people are going to be planning trips mm-hmm. late this year. Don't know if that's going to happen. But definitely next year, I'm pretty sure things will probably open up in some capacity in 2022. So we're going to talk about things to just really take note of uh, when planning a trip because things have changed and things will probably continue changing as we go along. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Let's do it. Before we get started, though, I just want to remind you wonderful explorers about our Patreon over at patreon.com slash TDR now. And you can support the show. And one of our popular perks is our $10 level. You have access to our bonus episodes every month. And you also get access to all our past bonus episodes as well. So we have, was it, I think it's four years now worth of bonus episodes. And we talk about other random things for 30 minutes. So if you want to listen to us ramble on more, you can head on over to patreon.com slash TDR now. Where do we start with this? You and I both did separate notes for this episode. Oh, we did? Oh, shoot. Sorry. <laughs> we both kind of have a lot of overlap. Okay. Which is good. So you and I are kind of on the same wavelength, I think, with this. Good, good, good. Okay. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. What? <laughs> which is a lot of things are probably going to be closed permanently. Yeah. Not just at Disney, but like everywhere. I mean, th- some things are already closed. Yeah. Because XPR is permanently closing things. <laughs> So it's like... <laughs> well, they always are, even are, before so COVID. We're talking about, let's say you've been to Japan. And you know what? I'll tell you what. Like, we're talking about COVID. And yeah, COVID has kind of, like, pushed it a little further than usual. But Tokyo, like, in general, is a very competitive city for businesses and especially restaurants. So 
you should, in general, always do the advice that we're about to give you right now. But yeah, a lot of things have have closed. Probably the biggest ones. These are mostly tourist traps. Yes. Mari Kart. Is that what it was called? That Mari one, Kart I think, closed pre-COVID. No, no. It was during. Oh, was like, it during? Legal troubles before. But then that was purely a tourist trap. Locals did not do that. I've never done it. Uh-huh. It looked dangerous. It does look dangerous. But I'll tell you what. My friend did it when he came and he had the time of his life people that have done it said they it was uh, it was a blast yeah because they got to see like so many sites around the city but you know you you're a local and i'm a local and i i think we both know locals hated it yeah because it was dangerous yeah it was for people living here there was a lot of people that didn't like it at all but it's gone now so we don't have to worry about (laughs) it other ones are the robot restaurants yes which was purely tourists. Yeah. The other one, which was more recent, was the Kawaii Monster Cafe. Yeah. That was also very touristy. Definitely. Those are probably the biggest ones that are now gone. Yeah. I'm sure we'll see other ones pop up eventually again. Something new will pop up. There's always something, right? Yeah. Once tourism comes back. So if that was something you were looking forward to, sorry. They're gone. <laughs> it's just, yeah. But besides that, Patricia, you were talking about, before we start recording, you're mentioning about local places as well. Yeah. And I mean, this happens kind of like naturally just because of the competitiveness of the city. But because of COVID, a lot of like well-known places have had just had to close, you know, permanently. Yeah, even little local places, because I know uh, people will watch you know, vlogs or read different websites. And, you know, people like to find these little unknown mm-hmm. places yeah, to go, get, which is great. And it kind of gets passed around, you yeah. know. Unfortunately, just as we said, if these big places couldn't survive this, there's a good chance a smaller place may not as well. So just check ahead of time. Check, call, email, and find out if it ex- if it still exists. Google's pretty good about telling you if it's like cl- like permanently closed or not. Like I've found out like certain businesses that I wanted to go to. I'm like, oh, it doesn't exist anymore. Just just by doing a Google search, that's like your first line, and then your second line is just like message or call in advance to find out. Another big thing is a lot of blogs because I still, I do research and stuff like to kind of see what other websites are doing and whatnot. Mm -hmm. There are tons of blogs out there pre-COVID that would recommend all these places to go. And I've been checking them in the, within the, like the last year, Mm -hmm. most of them are not updating anything because most of those websites, like either they're travel bloggers or whatever, obviously they weren't traveling. So that information is really stale now. So there's a lot of outdated information on blogs. So be very mindful of that. And just like you said, Trish, check out Google because Google, like Google maps and stuff, that's going to be pretty accurate. Not always, but it'll probably give you a better understanding if things are open or not. Like one thing I really recommend. So like the plus side of this is that, you know, you get to discover something new when you come more than likely. Let's say a sweet shop you wanted to go to is closed. Then you get to discover a whole new place that maybe not a lot of foreign people have been to before. And my advice for people that are looking for what's really new is to use Instagram because that's what a lot of locals also use to find new stuff besides like other, you know, like sweets blogs and stuff like that. But for anything, if you use Instagram, it's like really new content and you can find out the shop information a lot of time. You just follow what it originally leads to for like the original source of the information, like the location. 
And um, you can find all your information there. You might have to use Google Translate, but you know, it's not with the technology we have today. It takes you a few seconds, right? Yeah. And a couple, like one really good website that is usually good at keeping things up to date is Time Out, Time Out Tokyo. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, they're because, you know, it's a big it's a big website. So they have a lot of people working on this stuff. So they're really good at keeping up to date, like what's the newest trend new places that have opened or they report on things that have closed and, mm-hmm. and things like that. So it, it, that's a really good place to check just because they do keep things quite, quite updated. Speaking of that, kind of on the same kind of wavelength, like regression. Yeah. Things have regressed here in terms of, I guess the biggest thing is like vegetarianism. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's the biggest thing. But okay, it's like specialty dining, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like Tokyo is still really good. Yeah. Right? If you go to big cities, it's not so much an issue. Theme parks, it's bad. But in the city, it should be still fine. Tokyo is big. Yeah. So there's the vegan ramen restaurant that I go to all the time, Tantans, Teas, Tantans, or whatever mm-hmm. it's called. That place still exists, and I go there every few weeks. It's in Tokyo Station. I think they have a couple other places around as well. So there are still vegetarian restaurants around. Yeah. Vegan is a little, like, there's less of that, but there's they're, they're still around. But sticking to theme parks, yeah, Tokyo Disney completely regressed anything vegetarian. Leading up to 2020, they were doing they were doing pretty decent, meaning they had most restaurants had at least one dish that Something. was advertised as vegetarian. Yeah. Now there's almost nothing. Yeah. Almost nothing. Like the, it's just off the menu completely. I don't think that's going to come back right away. Yeah. Especially, it's going to take it, a while. It's not going to be once the borders reopen, they're going to bring it back. That's not going to happen. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, the menu in general has had, a lo- the menus in general have had a lot of cutbacks, even like the general dining menus, right? Yeah. So I think I think it's about demand. So I think when we start seeing the tourism go up again and there's a bigger demand for it, I think that's when we're likely to see a change, but it's going to take them a while to react to that. Yeah, because we have to remember too that most of the visitors to Tokyo Disney specifically and USJ as well, mostly locals, mostly people that live in the country. So they're going to cater to that more than the tourists. It's going to take some time to get that back up. I don't see that happening to like 2023. yeah we'll see how how they move with that Uh, yeah i don't i have no idea because it took us so long just to get one vegetarian dish on these menus this is my my dream right my dream would be to offer not just vegetarian or vegan or halal but also to get creative with it you know not just like a salad and they do make really good salads like my husband had a salad at the tokyo disneyland hotel which you had the option to make it vegetarian and it was great but i would like to see just try new stuff you know try new different things so it's not the same salad over and over again at every restaurant right Mm because there's so much variety you can do like like you said you can do even ramen i mean come on yeah ramen's not that hard to make vegetarian or vegan yeah change out the broth don't put any pork in it (laughs) and then everything else is just vegetables it it just takes a little effort yeah well i mean it took a while for them to make a good i I think that's why that place got so popular because they were the first ones to do it but it took a while for them to develop like a good ramen that tasted like ramen, right? 
And now other people have followed in the footsteps. Yeah, that Tauntauns. I yeah. I kind of prefer it over normal ramen because it doesn't feel as heavy afterwards. Yes. Yes. But I still get that satisfaction of ramen. It's fantastic. It's it's really it's a it's more pricey, which I'm fine with. Yeah, and by more fine. pricey, it's like two, three hundred yen more compared to getting something similar at a different restaurant with and- pork in it. If you compare it to like the price overseas, you would probably be paying double anyway, plus more, tip, yeah. right? Plus tip, yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you think about it that way, it's fairly affordable. Yeah. So yeah, uh, keep that in mind with food. Uh, that's probably going to be a big thing for a lot of people. So yeah. Really keep that in mind and check if there's new places. Uh, Purple Cow. That's a that's a good one to check that the website. Is the Purple best Cow. source. Yeah. I'm going to be completely honest. Don't rely on the theme parks. No. They're going to be very slow. Yeah. They were very slow leading up to the Olympics. Now that they're gone, it's going to be, I, I don't see it coming back quickly. So keep that in mind. And again, also besides Purple Cow, Instagram. Check Instagram. Type in vegan yeah. in Katakana or vegetarian. I wonder if vegetarian is a different word. I know vegan is vegan. Vegetarian, I think is different. In Japanese, it's just like vegetable. I think it's just like vegetable, but then that's also dangerous. In no, terms of- yeah, there's got to be a separate word for it. But vegan for sure. Vegan is vegan in Katakana. Yeah. Right? And just type that into Instagram and you'll get all the newest places. Um, speaking of restaurants, so this is more for Tokyo Disney, specifically restaurant reservations. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if they're, if the standby line's ever going to come back. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Because <laughs> before it was, there was, it was a mixture of, Obviously, advanced reservations and then day of reservations and then standby line. Mm-hmm. Now it's just reservations. Yeah. You have to have a reservation, no ifs, ands, or buts. And it's a pain. Yeah, it's through their website and it's terrible. Again, we've regressed. <laughs> Unfortunately, we've regressed. I mean, but the reason they do that now is because of COVID, right? So they only yeah. have a certain amount of people and they don't want them queued. Although they're fine with the attraction queues, they don't want them queued outside the restaurant, which is understandable. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes, but that's something to keep in mind as well. And speaking of reservations, I know we're talking about Tokyo Disneyland restaurants, but for any venue, just because of COVID, so much has gone online right now, and it's probably easier for companies to just do it online. I would check because certain, especially certain specialty venues, if it's like a a themed cafe or something like that, a lot of that has probably moved online and the information on English websites might not show the updated information. So I would research, go to the main company website and find out what the steps are for booking anything, whether it's restaurants or show venue or, of course, theme parks. The way you access those venues might be changed. Mm -hmm. A lot of things were forced online here, which there's been growing pains with that. Speaking of growing pains, let's talk about the tickets for Tokyo Disney. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that's a... Uh, this is a nightmare. That was one of the major ones that kind of like we thought we should do this, right? This is the biggest thing right now. And we have no idea what's going to happen in the future. So I guess really quickly, as of right now, Tokyo Disney tickets are only one month in advance. Mm-hmm. And they're only online. You can't buy them at the park. You can't buy them at the Disney stores or anything, not even the third parties like Kluke, which we've mentioned before, like in past episodes, like, you know, a couple of years ago, you can't get them right now. I mean, but it's going to change after COVID. The, the problem is that 
once people are vaccinated, I think you'll see a jump in the number of people who want to go to the theme parks. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to be compounded with some of the people that had tickets for this year that maybe the theme park times changed or whatever, and they're able to rebook it. A lot of people might have tickets that they just have to use. And once they get vaccinated, they'll probably start to use those tickets before the time limit runs up of when they can use it. So I think there's going to be a lot of demand for the theme park tickets. Yeah. Like even right now, the parks are capped at 5,000, which is not a lot. No, yeah. But they're sold out pretty much every day. And I think demand will just keep going up as things start opening up again. Like as they start adding more capacity and people are vaccinated here. I think this is just going to be a pain in the butt for a while and buying tickets like even before all this buying tickets for tokyo disney was still painful it's the worst yeah and it's even more painful now the ticket centers closed at tokyo disney at, in uh, xpr and i think that's a big hint that it's only going to be online moving forward in the future you can't buy them at the park mm -mm. you can buy them if you're at if you're at a disney hotel you can buy them yeah. still which makes sense but last i checked you can't buy them at the Hilton. You can't buy them at the Sheraton. They've stopped that. Mm -hmm. Now that that I think will probably come back. I think that'll that's one change. Thing I, yeah, yeah. I think that will come back eventually. But as of right now, no, it's it's not a thing. Even pre-COVID, they had wanted to start closing the ticket booths where you buy in person and move it to automated like machines. Yeah, they had the machines, but. Oh, well, the machines are there. They just haven't been using them because they can't. Right. <laughs> I'm sure they'll probably end up using those automated machines at the park gates at some point. Yeah, I think so. I'm pretty sure they will. Mm -hmm. well, of course they will. Yeah. It's just such a pain. And that's one of the biggest pain points. Like That's one of the biggest questions or the most asked question I always get sent to me for people that are trying to buy tickets that even live here who are foreigners. Mm -hmm. Our credit card, like our non-Japanese credit oh, cards don't work. That's right. Things like that. So it's like it's just such a pain in the butt, and it's and it's regressed. It's gotten worse because pre-COVID, you know, uh, most foreign credit cards would work on the Tokyo Disney website. After the fact, my card stopped working. And yours was like a Japanese card, right? This one's a Canadian. It's a Canadian one. I have a Canadian one. one. Yeah. I heard. I don't know if it was on Twitter or someone. Someone saying that they used a, a visa, and it wasn't taking visa for some reason. Or something like that. I forgot what it was, what card it was. It was like a specific credit card, but it's like a widely used credit card. And I'm like, oh, that's so weird. Yeah. So it, there's that. And I don't know if it was like overseas or what. Yeah. Maybe it was overseas. Probably. But like the website is terrible. The website is so painful to use. Very much like so. Like people are making t-shirts <laughs> of it. It's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. That's the thing, right? We're not saying this to scare you or anything. That's just the reality of it. That's just how it's if you so want to go to TDR and if you can buy your tickets in advance, I would buy your tickets. If that's like a deal breaker for you, not being able to get into Tokyo Disney Resort. I think once the capacity is up, it should, I would give it a few months for everybody to get it out of their system. As long as you're avoiding holidays and student breaks, like if students have like the day off or something, I think you'll be fine going on the weekdays but mm. i would give it a few months i don't think i guess this is more for people that are coming here i don't think coming to japan like 
a month or two after everything reopens is probably a good idea because I think there's going to be a lot of growing pains. I think there's here. there's people that are going to do it regardless because they just want to do it. Yeah, you know, to say that they it. did it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just I, I feel like there's going to be so much so many growing pains. I shouldn't say just Japan, like everywhere around the world. Thing like obviously we don't live in other parts of the world, so we don't know. But for here, yeah, so many things have changed. I just think there's going to be a lot of just growing pains, getting back up to speed to where we were going prior to all this so if you're willing to put up with things sure but if you're not you're pro- you probably should wait which we've talked about in our i think our last two episodes ago we talked about that yeah so yeah there's that another thing i, I guess a, a plus which you have written down here is there might be discounts Yes, especially I would say for the countryside, not the big cities. Yeah, this like I, Tokyo Disney does not need to discount things. Right, <laughs> they just don't. And and not only I think are like for example to go off the beaten path would be a really great idea if you if you must absolutely come once the country opens up. I I I would recommend trying something new, something that's not like in the top five big tourist destinations. And not only will you maybe experience something really interesting and really different, but also I think they would, people would be really grateful for the tourism to those areas. Because they're like right now, um, I think it's until April 2022, a lot of like the discount rail passes are half price or even less for people with a foreign passport. So if the country opens before that, there's that to take advantage of, you know, to get out to different parts of Japan. There's things like that to look forward to. <laughs> the thing on, okay, I don't want to get too deep into this because we're, we're, we've already gone past our 30 minutes, but masks are probably going to be a thing here for a while. Yeah. And it's going to be no questions. Mm-hmm. Unlike other parts of the world where it's very heated to talk about masks and wearing masks. Here in Japan, it's kind of, it's it's no questions. Like, you wear it. Mm-hmm. Everybody wears it. No questions. Yes, there's people here that are against it. Very few people. Very few people yeah. are. For the most part, that's what you do. You wear a mask. And that's the requirement to enter a lot yeah. of businesses. And e- even once a lot of people are vaccinated, I think it's going to be a requirement for a while after. Mm-hmm. Just to I also protect the people that haven't been able to like children or maybe people with maybe their immune compromise just to protect Mm. them for a while after that japan is a country where even during normal times a lot of people wear masks exactly during like hay fever season allergy season flu season people just wear masks right so it's it's a very it's a common thing here i don't see the requirements going away anytime soon and that's fine it's just like with any foreign country you visit, you follow the rules of, of the businesses that you go to and the laws of the country, right? Exactly. <laughs> That's just how it is here. A lot of things are online now. Uh, we, did, we, we really didn't get too much into it, but we can probably talk about it in a different episode. The Tokyo Disney Resort app, and there's all that stuff as well. None of that is going to be the same once no, things reopen. It's so, it, I mean, not reopen, but like once things normalize, I think we're going to see so many changes. It's not even worth covering right now. No, really quickly though, like we have, there's no fast pass, but there's standby pass. There's like an entry request system, which is a lottery effectively for Beauty and the Beast, Baymax, Mini Style Studio, and meet and greets. Yeah, I don't see a lot of that stuff sticking around 
once things are kind of like capacity starts opening up again. There's been talks about having a paid fast pass option. Yeah. So that is a possibility. We don't know. Obviously, there's nothing official yet. So I expect all that's going to change and that's going to change how the parks operate. So it's it, it's hard to give like a, a detailed, this is how you're going to, how your day is going to work at the parks. We just simply don't yeah, know. Yeah, nobody knows. The, these are just things to keep in mind. Um, when you're when you're playing a trip and once we know when tourism starting to pick back up here we'll obviously cover this again to kind of talk about all that different stuff and i think like some general good advice i know it's hard for disney fans because disney fans are so big on planning Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, but i think the best advice would be to be flexible and you'll in general have a better time I've found like even with like how the parks are working now, I've had a good time going to the parks just because it, I didn't feel this like stress to get all these fast passes, have all these reservations. Granted, the entry request system is kind of a pain. It's but, terrible. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> but bes- like aside from that, it felt more relaxed. But then again, there's almost no ha- people half the, the park. Stuff- yeah. Like half the stuff is not open right yeah. now and there's less people. Uh-huh. So uh, it's going to be a completely different hard. experience once it opens. Yeah. Yeah. So there we go. How to plan a trip <laughs> in a post COVID-19 world. Yeah. You know, just things to keep in mind. And we'll definitely keep you guys updated as uh, things change. And fingers crossed, fingers crossed, we start seeing things, things move forward here, which they seem to be. Yeah, they are, they, it is. It is like a lot of yeah. the pe- we know people that are getting vaccinated. So it's happening. You know, it just takes time to get it to everybody. Taking a very long time. <laughs> well, before we go, though, we have to thank some wonderful explorers who are supporting us over on Patreon at patreon.com slash TDR now. If you want to support the show, head on over to Patreon and help us out. So big thank you to Acro Disney Girl. Adam, Amanda C, Amy B, Amy C, Mama Explorer, Benjamin, Brent M, Carrie, Claire, Claudia, Dave, David, Emily, Baker, and Kevin. And thank you to Jamie, Jose, Kathy, Lee, Murray H, Michael, Murray, Sophie, Spoopy, Thomas, Kay, Alexandra, Lizzie, Amy, and Andy, Eli, and Dana. And remember to rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, wherever you get your podcasts from. And we're also on Spotify as well. And if you have any questions for us, send them over on Twitter or right to our email, contact at tdrexplorer.com. And you can find us over on our website, tdrexplorer.com, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all under the same name. And I'm one of your hosts, Chris, the chief content editor for TDR Explorer. And I am the one buying souvenir plates that I really don't need, <laughs> well, let me tell but you, I am buying them anyway. Everybody needs that tray that you bought because it is that, ridiculously cute. It's so dumb, but I needed it. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. It's fantastic. <laughs> and as always, the wonderful Patricia. Hey, I'm the one trying to get my child into the high school he wants, and that's taking up all my time right now. But I'm so excited to be vaccinated and traveling one day. And I hope you guys are enjoying your vaccines, traveling around, and I hope you can come here soon. So you guys keep exploring, and I hope you can explore in Japan and the rest of Asia uh, in the coming year. (laughs) Keep exploring, you guys. All right, explorers, until next time. Bye.